Are you considering homeschooling but don't know if you can do it because you have to work? Today, we want to share three tips for homeschooling while working from home that helped make my life easier when I was working part-time and homeschooling my two sons. And if you are just thinking about starting to homeschool and feeling overwhelmed, check out our steps to get started at thehomeschoolwell.com slash checklist. It will walk you through what you need to do step-by-step so that you can feel confident with what to do next and how to get started. Hey, I'm Jenny Barr. And I'm Kim Godfrey. We're friends, former teachers, and homeschool moms ourselves who host the Homeschool Well podcast. We talk about topics that are important to homeschool moms so that you can be your child's best teacher. Hi there, Jenny here today, and I'm here to talk about how I worked from home while homeschooling. I did this the entire time I homeschooled when we pulled my son out of school starting in second grade. And it's kind of a cool story. If you haven't heard it before, um, right when we were considering pulling my oldest son out of school at that time in second grade, my brother-in-law was starting his own company and asked about if I would be interested in working from home for him while he got things up and running. And it was doing shipping for him, for his leather company. And then it evolved into customer service type stuff for his leather business because it just got too big to ship all of this out of my house. Um, But it was a very great experience, and I'm so thankful that I was able to do it. And his company is WP Standard, uh, if you're interested, WPStandard.com, if you're interested in checking out some of his leather stuff. He has amazing toads, duffels, slippers, all of that. But I ended up working for him for 11, 12 years. Uh, It was perfect timing. It was such God's timing. And I was so thankful to have this flexible job so that I could homeschool my kids and stay home and work from home. Since public school just wasn't working out for him, um, he was just smart and active and in trouble all of the time. He wasn't finishing his work and his teacher was sending it home, sending it home uh, for him to do after school. And I just thought, gosh, if I'm here volunteering all the time, trying to keep my eyes on him, getting phone calls, notes home all the time. I might as well just do this myself and maybe we can just find a way that it would work better for him to have more of an active learning environment instead of a place where he has to sit all the time and uh, just get in trouble. So that's how we got started and that's how I got started homeschooling, working from home. And my kids were, um, I think he was in, so he would have been in third grade when we started and then my youngest son was in kindergarten. And they were active, very active boys. So working and homeschooling at the same time is not easy, Um, but it is possible. But you know what else isn't easy? What else isn't easy is sending your kids to school every day and having them come home exhausted and trying to spend the evenings doing homework or projects or sports and having to work on someone else's assignments and timelines and parameters. And that just wasn't working for us either. So. With homeschooling, at least, you design it how you want. And um, that's what we're going to talk about today are just how to design it, how to um, implement some tips so that you can do it more easily and enjoy your life and um, just make it how you want so that it works for you. So we have three tips we want to share with you for working from home. And these are just like very practical tips that really, as I was thinking over my journey, these are the things that help me the most. And number one is just design a schedule that works for you. A schedule that gives you time to work, time for school, and time for you. And I had to 
definitely plan this out and write it down. And I share it with moms a lot who need it. But um, my schedule, tried. I tried to build in as much margin as I could so that I could have time to prepare, have time for myself. Um, it's not going to be perfect, um, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be sufficient. And then I just knew that life would change and I would have to change the schedule again. As my kids became more independent, I was able to have more time to work. So, um, you know, that's just life. That's how it is. So for my schedule... For me, what worked for me was I got up early and worked and I would work for an hour or two and then I would go walking before my kids got up. And sometimes they would be up, but my husband was home and so he would kind of take care of them in the mornings until I could come back from walking the dog. And it was great. It gave me time to get things done in the morning, some time to clear my head and have some alone time before my day got underway. So um, I had in my schedule, set times during the day when I worked and set times when we did school. And some years I worked during or after lunch too. So I would work in the mornings and then maybe while my kids were eating, they would start to eat. I would put on an educational video and then we would go outside after lunch. And during all of that time, I could be working and bring my laptop outside as they played for a little bit. They needed exercise after lunch anyway. And that could give me a block of time to work midday too. I also built in certain times where I would work with both kids. I was trying to, you know, always kill two birds with one stone. Like how could we work more efficiently and um, have both my kids working at the same time on some things, on any subjects that they could and like read aloud or um, we did read aloud together. We did history together. We did science together. Um, so we did a lot of things together and I would try to build in those times where I would work with both kids. And then I also had times where I would just work with one kid, like I needed to work them with them um, individually on math and some reading things too. In the afternoons, they would go to swim practice. So I had them in an activity in the afternoon so that I could also work. Sometimes um, I would drop them off and go home and work, or sometimes I would just bring my laptop and work on the pool deck while they were swimming laps. So it really depends on the nature of your job, but this is what worked for me. And after, you know, after dinner and stuff, after they went to bed, if I had anything else I needed to finish up later in the day, I would do that too. So for you, it will just depend on your schedule, the needs of your kids, how many kids you have, and, you know, what are the main things you need to do for your job and how often you need to be working. But this is what worked for me. The second thing, the second tip that I would give you for working from home is to teach your kids to clean and have designated times where you tidy up during the day just for five, 10 minutes before moving on to the next thing. I did not always do this when we first got started homeschooling. And by dinner time, our house would be absolutely trashed. And it would be, you know, dinner time is when that was the worst time of day for me anyway. <laughs> so I would be ready to cry by dinner because my house was trash. My husband was coming home and uh, the kids were crazy. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So cleaning and picking up during the day, like little five, 10 minutes here and there was a game changer. And these are, and I, you know, I felt like, oh my gosh, we're wasting time because we're, we shouldn't be cleaning and doing this. We should be just doing school when it's time for school. But um, no, 
cleaning and picking up are life skills. And so consider it part of your teaching. You're teaching your kids to do these things. And in a classroom, they would have to do this as well. Um, you know, when I'm teaching, we have 10 minutes or so where we need to like get ourselves together and pick up. So my kids also had a job or two that they were responsible for after they got older, after they finished their schoolwork for the day. And that helped me tremendously also, like um, just quick things like taking five minutes to spray down the sliding glass door and get the fingerprints and dog slobber off of it, you know. Um, just one or two things every day. It wasn't perfect, but it definitely kept things better than if we had not done it at all. And my younger son could take out the trash. I mean, these are things, just one or two things, just little bits at a time to keep everything running smoothly. So when they were old enough, they also got to do their own laundry. So they each had a day for that too. And that helped me as well too. So there are lots of things that you can teach your kids to do to help out. And it's life skills you're teaching them. So that's a good thing. So number three, tip number three um, that helped me when I was working from home was to have a plan for dinner. And oh my gosh, I was so bad at this for so long. And still, I will totally blank out and not think about it at all. It has to be something I intentionally write down or set a reminder on my phone to remind myself that I need to think about dinner. But um, this is something I was terrible at, and it would be like a panic situation at four o'clock where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have nothing planned. What are we going to do? And then I would beat myself up about it. Like, oh, you're so unprepared. You're such a bad mom. You know, blah, blah, blah. How Satan gets in our head and does that. Um, but I finally did get a little bit better at it. But there are a couple different strategies that I tried, that I have tried over time. And these are things I just had to figure out, and I wish someone would just would have just said, Jenny, why don't you just do this or just do that? And at the time, I just did not have time to be searching for what is the best strategy to help me get myself together for dinner. Um, but I finally did figure it out. So here are some different things that I did do that helped me. And one of them was to start making a quick list of what's for dinner every night on the side of my grocery list that I would take to go grocery shopping on the weekends. So I would shop for the whole week and just on the scribbled on the side of my grocery list, I had, you know, the days of the week listed and what, what I was going to make. And if there was something that, um, you know, that we had to do, like if we were going to church on Wednesday nights, I knew that we were having leftovers or something like that. So thinking ahead definitely helped me with that so that I would have a plan. Something else that helped me was to pick one or two meals during the week and double them and so I could freeze them. So I would always have something as a backup in my freezer in case I needed it, in case there was a meal emergency where I forgot again to make a plan for dinner. Um, so that was something to do. And then another one is just to always have something like a quick meal that you could always throw together. Like I always have bacon in my freezer because if we need BLTs, that's super easy. We always have wraps or bread. Sometimes we don't have tomatoes, so sometimes it's it's just a BL, not a BLT. But um, that's something that my family likes, and if I have to whip out the BLTs, it's fine. Something else you can do is breakfast for dinner, like eggs and toast and fruit, or charcuterie night where you just throw lunch meat on your plate with your um, with some fruit and some raisins and, you know, whatever, um, popcorn and grilled cheese, 
There's lots of different things for that. Having a plan for dinner is definitely one of those things that will make your life easier if that's something that you're not already doing. So those are the three tips. And here they are again. Design a schedule that works for you. Teach your kids to clean and have designated quick cleanup times during the day. And then have a plan for dinner. And I'm actually throwing a bonus tip in for you today because this one is, is really huge too, and I should have just added it, but it is to enlist help. You need a community. Homeschool moms need a community of people, and especially working homeschool moms need a community because you need people to help you. Other moms you can plan with so you aren't wasting time, or moms you can trade kids with to give you a break. Um, during COVID, I was really able to think outside of the box on this. We enrolled our kids in online art lessons and did FaceTime and Zoom calls with grandparents where they would read with my kids or bake with my kids online. And it was so helpful. And I thought, goodness gracious, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Um, and that is, that's actually one of the reasons we started this online community at the Homeschool Well was to save moms time. And just be able to find answers quickly. Moms don't have time to search for answers when you're homeschooling and especially working homeschooling moms. We even have classes online for kids like little exercise classes and reading activity classes so that you can either take a breather or get ideas for how to work with your kids without having to spend time searching for things to do or searching for appropriate things for them to do online, like things you can trust. Other community ideas are getting together with a co-op or having grandparents that can take your kids one afternoon a week, or maybe dad takes the kids on Saturday mornings and does something with them like donuts in the park every Saturday until, you know, the afternoon or something like that, whatever. But you just need to find it, set it up, and then build it into your schedule so that you can keep your sanity. Because homeschooling is really more than just learning how to teach your kids well. It's, it's really a way of life. And it's finding ways to set it up so that you can do this job and have a good life too. It's, it's very rewarding, but it's definitely a sacrifice and you have to find ways to take care of yourself. Um, and that's actually why we have the three main focus points we have in our membership is teaching well, helping your kids learn well, and being well mind, body, and spirit, because everything can't run smoothly if you aren't even taking care of yourself. And that's where you have to start. You have to take care of your well-being so that everything else can fall into place as well. So that is all we have for you today. We want to leave you with a Bible verse for encouragement so that you don't think that you have to do it all, but to lean into God and leave it to him. And the verse is Ephesians 3.20. And maybe you know it. It's a good one. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And I love this verse because as I look back over my homeschool years, I would have never planned my life this way. But God just orchestrated it and designed it to be um, just a really fulfilling time with my kids. And I'm so grateful for it. And the way that it all worked out, I would have never 
I would have never thought it would have turned out like this. So I'm so grateful. His ways are higher than our ways, and um, he can accomplish infinitely more than we can even think about. So um, we can lean into that today. And if you have any other thoughts or questions on this podcast or this topic, feel free to email us at support at thehomeschool.com or to just go to the contact form on our site, on our website at thehomeschoolwell.com, and you can leave any questions or ask us anything. So we hope that you have a great day, and we will see you next time. Bye. Are you looking for a place to connect with other homeschool moms? Well, we have a platform where members gather to support each other throughout their homeschool journeys. Moms just like you. We even have a spot for your kids to interact online in privacy and safety. So head over there and start creating community. The homeschoolwell.com.